What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another week of the Disney Happy Hour. I am Chrissy Francesco. With me is Kyle Higgins. What's going on, man? Not much. How are you? I'm doing the best that I very well can. Uh, all right, so we have a pretty packed show today, which is a lot of fun. Uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to be talking to my dad, uh, who uh, has been a DVC member now for 18 years. Uh, he got in on the ground level right around 2000 uh, or so. Uh, got into Beach Club points at around 2002. Uh, so we're going to talk at length with my dad. He's going to kind of break down why he got into DVC, what it was like when he first got in. Um, because back when my dad got into it or my family, I, I should say, I think there was only two vacation club resorts inside Disney World. It was uh, the old Key West, which I think opened up in like 95, 96. That was the original. And I'm pretty sure the other one was Grand Floridian. And then they started to add a couple. Um, but my dad will break that down. He'll break down how you go about getting the points, what it's like to bank your points and how important that is and how Disney actually sets up certain deadlines to where um, if you bank a certain amount of points, they say, okay, you can skip this year, but you have to use them within the next 12 months or you lose them. So there's, there's a lot of things and a lot of analytics that go into Disney Vacation Club. Um, sometimes it sounds simple, but I'm looking forward to having my dad on, who is a penny pincher to the 10th degree. Yeah, so, he's, a, he's a very knowledgeable guy, too. <laughs> That'll be a great uh, great help for those of you who are curious about DVC. For sure. And I, and I know for a fact my dad uh, will be very honest in terms of is it worth it? Is it not? Are, what are the perks like, if there are at all? Uh, so very much looking forward to, to that interview uh, in just a few moments. But we're going to start things off we have uh kyle's illustrious fiance caitlin with us uh she is going to be talking about um and just in, in moment like later on the show but she's here just watching us and observing our talents which is great uh she's going to be discussing uh our our world showcase uh premiere of the uk Yep. Right. And uh, Caitlin spent how long ab abroad? Three, four months. Three, four months abroad. That's <laughs> longer than I'll ever be abroad in my entire life, I assume. Um, but she's going to break down for us how legitimate the UK um, country or so is in the Pavilion and World Showcase. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, just a couple of notes here. We're going to get before the interview so kyle took a poll on uh, a disney fan page i just want to let everybody know that over the weekend uh we had a huge opening for a disney film maleficent which actually didn't get great reviews if you go on rotten tomatoes i think it was 41 percent uh, in terms of critics but critics hate everything that's that's good even the joker got i think like only 74 yeah, percent it was significantly lower than what fan reviews it's were crazy but uh See, I heard good things about Maleficent. It was I heard a lot of good things. Yeah, very so. shockingly, like how good it was. Rotten Tomatoes is always like ten to twenty percent lower than uh, what you know the the typical fan is. Movie critics are way too hard on these movies. I agree. They don't like fun things. Uh, Maleficent won the weekend. It was a number one movie. I think it just grossed forty million dollars over the weekend. This uh, is the, the second one, right? This is this is the second one. Okay. Yes. Uh, so that's good news for Disney as they continue to just pump out uh, hits. Also. Just uh, Monday night was the final trailer for Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. What did you think of it? I really enjoyed the trailer. People were complaining about it didn't show anything. Well, that's sometimes the point. It's a trailer. <laughs> it's I mean, a trailer. We all get annoyed when you, especially, you know, it's the the comedy films where they they highlight all the funniest parts of the movie. Then you go and watch the movie. You're like, all right, I could have watched a three-minute trailer and I've seen everything. So I think a trailer that 
holds back a little bit, just mm-hmm. kind of builds the suspense for when the movie comes out. For sure. I think it's going to be better than Last Jedi. I mean, that's not difficult to do, but uh, I think it looks like it's going to be pretty epic, which is a lot of fun. Tickets went on sale at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, Monday night for uh, Star Wars. I was able to get Saturday tickets, which is great. Um, so looking forward to, to that. I can't wait. I think what we might do, I think you and I talked about this, Kyle, that we're going to get our friend Seb on to talk about um, that whole franchise and yeah, I think it coming to I think end. after he sees this, because I'm sure he bought tickets. I'm sure he's going tickets. Thursday night. Um, <laughs> after he sees the film, we can have him kind of come on and break down mm-hmm. everything. This is the third movie of the third trilogy. Yeah, it's the ninth and final film of that of this. Um, oh man, this, franchise. I guess this, franchise, this yeah. part of the story. Yeah, the so, Skywalker like, story. You know, I'm not a huge Star Wars. No, fan. yeah, I know yeah. Obviously, obviously, episodes one through six have been out, but I'm not sure right now where we're at. But yeah. I think I this, this is, is episode, episode nine. nine. Yeah. Okay. It goes goes backwards. That's weird. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> and then they have all the other in betweens like um, uh, uh, Obi Wan. No, they had uh, Solo. Oh, Solo. That's Rogue it. Rogue One. Rogue One. And I. There yeah, might there's be, a whole bunch. There of might, different might, yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of different ones, and there's many more to come. Which Seb didn't love them either. Same. Uh, however, we won't dial into that because we got two months before uh, Star Wars comes out. So, Kyle, your poll, um, which was actually. I guess in some ways surprising when you broke it down for me. Um, and we could definitely talk about that as well. So go ahead and kind of let's talk about what that was. Um, so I, I did a, you know, kind of a stupid poll um, just to kind How of judge you. what what type of resorts are stayed at the most often. Um, so I asked, you know, a big group with over thousands of people, yet people don't know how to answer a poll accurately. Um, <laughs> which resort tier do you stay at the most frequently? Um, I anticipated value being number one, um, then moderate, then deluxe, kind of going based off of price and everything. Um, so I was right in thinking that value was the most often, at least based on the people who answered our poll. Uh, but surprisingly, deluxe was number two ahead of moderate. And then off property was actually an option and that barely got any votes. Um, so of the of the resorts uh, on property, value are the most frequently used. And then um, deluxe is actually ahead of moderate, according to the people we polled. So I wonder, because I know Caitlin even was kind of surprised about deluxe being number two. Or it was number one when she was actually looking at it. My thought process is, based on the people in that group... I would think if Deluxe is number two, you would have to imagine a lot of those people voting have to be DVC members. Either that or, you know what I'm thinking, have you stated all, first, have you stated all three levels? I have. Okay. Um, so uh, for years, I stayed at Port Orleans. Um, I have stayed at the Deluxe B resorts, I'm going to call them. I, I mean, I kind of consider Grand Floridian, Polynesian, and Contemporary to be the A group. They mm-hmm. are quite obviously a different price point than the other deluxe resorts mm-hmm. and they're kind of Disney's crown jewels. I've stayed at um, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering if people are choosing not to stay at moderate as much because if you look at it, the amenities at a moderate resort really aren't that much different than a right. value. Um, I know Port Orleans French Quarter did not have a sit-down restaurant. It only had the quick service, which same as a value. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have the outdoor hallways. You got the long walk to the bus stops. The pools are about the same size. So my thinking is maybe people just don't see the value in spending extra money to go to a moderate resort when they get all the same amenities at a value mm-hmm. or 
I makes sense. Know. I mean, or maybe is there not that much of a price difference between the deluxe and the moderate that people are like, all right, if I'm going to upgrade resorts, let me just go balls to the wall and go to the top tier. Yeah, I, I never understood the whole idea of the moderate to to deluxe because, I mean, some of the value resorts to me could be moderate. Um, I mean, I growing up before for the first quite a few times for the first uh, six or seven years of going to Disney, we stayed at All Star Sports, Movies, and Music. We stayed uh, one time um, at Fort Wilderness. Was it was the Fort Campground? Yeah, that was we stayed there for a couple days, and then we went to a uh, another moderate resort. I forget what it might have been Port Orleans. We spent there, and then that was when, and then two thousand two, two thousand three is when we went to the Beach Club. Um, and I've stayed at the Boardwalk as well. Um, what you? What did you think of the Boardwalk? I loved I it. Mixed reviews. I love. I, I mean. I talked to my dad before, and he's going to talk about that later on, too. He stayed at the boardwalk for half of vac- vacation once. He didn't want to leave it. It was great. Every See, I read a lot of things that people from, like, Jersey don't love it because it's basically just Atlantic City. No, it's so much – well, it's a lot cleaner. <laughs> it's not hard to do. <laughs> um, the only thing I didn't really enjoy about the boardwalk was I wasn't really that impressed with the pool. They have a really cool slide. It was a, it's a big clown. That must go over yep. well these creepy. days. Yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that, uh, I thought the boardwalk was beautiful. And the only thing, and Kyle can appreciate this, the only thing I didn't, other than the clown pool, the only thing I didn't really enjoy, and it was kind of just inconvenient, um, was the only time, at the time I stayed at the boardwalk, the only way you could get coffee was you had to walk out of your room, you had to walk from your room all the way across the pool area into the onto the actual boardwalk and then onto a bakery to get your coffee. They didn't have it. In they a, didn't have it. Oh, no. Yeah, that's not going to work. I think since then they do. But yeah, at the time should. that I went, of course, the time that I went, I had to every morning like slept my way. people in the morning. Though. I know. You got to make that more convenient. <laughs> I, I agree. The only other thing that I have to say about the, the discrepancy between moderate and um, deluxe and, you know, my argument kind of goes the other way it doesn't support why deluxe would be number two um so when we stayed at um animal kingdom lodge i think we paid for a pool view room um through my parents at the time they said you know just to get the safari view or the savannah view was it's just too much money like more a night compared to the pool view so to get the deluxe room they stayed at the lower level Mm -hmm. we got upgraded for free we got a complimentary upgrade when we got there to a savannah view room the room was no bigger than what we had at a moderate resort there was still only like one dresser um so there wasn't (laughs) enough storage for clothes and everything for three people um and my parents were like for this like, why not just stay at Port Orleans? I mean, that was our home resort mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, significantly less money. And, you know, at least for Animal Kingdom Lodge, the Savannah view is cool, but how often are you really there? Mm-hmm. I mean, you wake up as a little kid. It was cool. My dad, while my mom was getting ready, you know, the, the rooms are small. So to give my mom some privacy, uh, me and my dad would go out onto the balcony and just sit out on the balcony and watch the animals and everything mm-hmm. like that. But is it really worth that much money of an upgrade for a resort? Yeah. Like, like you said, it, I guess it's the, the eye of the beholder. It all yeah. depends on to each their own in a way. Right. Uh, I'm sure people pay a lot extra to go to animal kingdom villas and make sure they stay at a room that they can see all the animals. Yeah. I'm sure uh, for, there's a price point for there. For me, um, you know, I'm not a DVC member. For me, the only way I see myself doing a deluxe resort again mm-hmm. would be one of the monorail resorts. And I cannot see myself, honestly, ever staying at the Grand Floridian. It's not my taste. Same. Um, 
and I, I just don't have that much interest in the contemporary. I would, I would stay a Polynesian. If I'm going to do For a deluxe sure. resort, I'm going to save the money. If it means skipping a vacation a year because this is really what I want, I'm going to do Polynesian. Otherwise, um, you'll catch me at the value or possibly the moderate. Yeah, I think um, the next time we go to Disney, I think it's going to be in 2021, late 2021. I, I think it's going to be a Polynesian trip. And I've always wanted to stay there. So I'm, I'm hoping that's uh, it ends up being that way. Um Kyle, thank you for that. Yep. All right, so we're going to take our first break. When we come back, it's going to be the interview with my dad on being a DVC member. Um, everything that can possibly uh, be involved in that, uh, how to get into it, is it worth it, what are the perks, if at all. Um, I, I'm going to ask my dad about maybe his favorite memories. We'll do some quick hits with him. Um, look, my dad's been, as much as I, I can make fun of him, um, <laughs> you know, I've been very blessed in the fact that my dad's been taking us there since 1996. So, you know, I've never had to pay for a room in my entire life at Walt Disney World. So um, that that's great. Looking forward to getting all that info. It's going to be very uh, informative for you guys. Um, as, uh, as much as I might joke around with him, the, it does get really serious in points where he's really good at, uh, I think he'll break things down very well for you guys um, in a, in a, a cliff notes version to make it easy for you. Um, very much looking forward to that. And then, um, and then after that, we have Caitlin to show us all how, how it's all done because she's probably way better at this than we are. Uh, looking forward uh, to talking to her as well. So this is the Disney happy hour. Uh, I am Chris. That's Kyle. Um, if you guys want to follow us on the social media, you can find us on the Twitter at CDFriend24. Kyle, you are at Kyle Higgs, K-Y-L-E-H-I-G-G-S, 27. Awesome. All right, guys, we will be right back after these words. Welcome back, Disney Happy Hour. I am Chrissy Francesco, and on, um, not on the line, actually, with me live and in living color. You guys can't see this because this is audio form. However, nonetheless, I told you guys last week I was going to get a guest. I was going to try to get my dad. Um, and I was somehow able to fit into his schedule. Uh, and here at um, my Mikasa here is my dad. Um, his name is Ed. Uh, dad, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic. So awesome. Here's basically what my plan was. My plan was to bring on somebody um, that doesn't work for Disney, doesn't work for a travel agent, anything like that. Someone that has been part of, and you're going to like this, part of the Disney family mm. for so long. So I'm going to basically start from the beginning and then we're going to kind of move our way up to now and kind of give people here a look into how uh, the Vacation Club works, uh, how to get into it, maybe why you got into it, what it, how it started compared to where you see it is now, um, and any pointers that you have. I know you know of the marketplace where people can sell their points, uh, stuff like that. Um, so my first question is to you. Uh, the first time we went to Disney was 1996? Yes. Now... Why, why, 
who turned you on to Disney at the first place? I remember growing up, it was just the shore. Right. So then out of, I didn't know anything about Disney in 1996 other than the movies. I, I honestly didn't have an inkling because there wasn't, we weren't in the computer age at that time. Well, when I was growing up, we went to the shore too. So I didn't know anything about Disney either. So um, we had some family friends over and uh, we had some family friends that uh, liked Disney and we used to go over there a lot um, and socialize with them. And then, you know, we were discussing vacations and they said um so you know they're going to disney world and we're, we were going to wildwood so i told your mom that i was getting tired of going to wildwood every year let's try something different mm-hmm. so through them the family friends they guided us into our first trip mm-hmm. and um, we took a lot of pointers from them and we went down there and um the rest is basically history. Yeah, as far for sure. As that's concerned. Uh, and um, that's how it started. So it was what, a break from Wildwood, right? And boy, was it a long break. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we it's ninety six. When did you first hear about the Disney Vacation Club? Um, from my brother. Um, in nineteen ninety six, I believe we went down in the summer. Mm-hmm. And then um, as a family. And then mm-hmm. I think it was either October, it was October of that same year in 96 where my brother had, um, my brother joined uh, the vacation club in 1996, the same exact coincidental to us going down for the first time. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, the two had nothing to do with each other. Um, so my brother had uh, joined a vacation club at Old Key West, mm-hmm. uh, which was... The original, for your, right? For your listeners, and that's the original. Mm-hmm. And um, they they bought it, and um, they took us down there. And I did, well, they didn't take us down there, but they let us stay in their room. Mm-hmm. Um, they We stayed in the room with them, and they explained the points to us. And... Um, you know, old Key US was nice and we had a good time. But then for six years, five or six years after that, we went to the value resorts. Right. Which we, were didn't join great. The, we didn't join the vacation club. No, and, I mean, we went from value to deluxe, like right. in a snap of a finger. And I'll get. 2002. Right. So I'll get into that now. When you first joined, I'm, I'm skipping ahead, but I'm, it's going to go back real quick. When you first joined the Vacation Club, which was like you said, 2002, yep. did you hear about it or did you look into it before 2002? Like, was there a point My, you never maybe like told me, like, was there a point where you actually were going to do like Old Key West? Or was there another resort that was part of the Vacation Club at that time that maybe you were going to get into before 2002? My my brother. Well, what happened was we were going to how that happened was we were going to the value resorts, right? And my brother kept on saying, "I don't understand why you're going. You you go to Disney every year. Want it, it looks like you're going to be going to Disney every year, which is wound up what we were doing." Mm-hmm. He said, "Why don't you just join the vacation club? Talk to my talk to uh, her name was Carol Ann. Mm-hmm. Talk to Carol Ann, and I uh, see what you know see." Just see what it's like. See what you can do. And then um, what happened was I called. Either he gave me her card or whatever the phone number. When I called her that in 2002, finally, mm-hmm. um, that's when the beach club was opening. So in it we, wasn't even built yet. Right. So when you. The villas. The villas sorry, were built. The beach club was obviously a resort. It was one of the originals. Mm-hmm. But the villas, as far as a vacation club, was not even 
being wow. was not built yet. Okay, so when you when you go into that conversation with Carol Ann, right? Yes. Was the beach club even on your mind, or was your no. was your mindset at that point? I'm just. Are you just looking, or are you like I'm getting in? Where am I going to go? I was just looking. I was just inquiring, okay. like buying a car, like yeah. You know, a year away from when you want to buy a car, you start to think about or inquire about, you know, you know, am I going to buy a Jeep? Am I going to buy a, a Ford? Am I going to buy a Chevy? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, you know, after our trip in 2001, I guess it was, um, we decided that we were going to seriously look into it. So I called her okay. and I had no idea of the beach club. Did you even know how the point system worked? No. So Bob didn't give you like a rundown, like he, here's how he, it works? Yes, he did. They, um, I shouldn't have said no. I didn't know how the... But I, it has to they, vary. They explained to me exactly what the points did. Okay. But I didn't have total knowledge until after speaking to Carol Ann. Okay. All right. So when you sit down with Carol Ann... How I does... never sat down with Carol Ann. Oh, you didn't? That was the whole point. Oh. I'm sure your listeners will enjoy. Back then, this was all via the phone. Oh. And when I purchased the, the Disney Beach, into the Disney Beach Club, which is the number one now, mm-hmm. um, it was sight unseen. So which you, is very rare. So you for talked me. to her on the phone. Yep. And she said, This is going to be the number one. She explained to me everything what, what, what the. Did, she explained to me what the vacation club was. Okay. And then she said, this will be number one forever. Before that, were there any options laid out to you? Like, this is available here. This is available there. The old Key West was available. And back then in 2000. Contemporary? The contemporary. Polynesian? Not, no, neither one of them were. Oh, Polynesian's not? Now it is. Oh, now. Back okay. in 2002. No. Grand Floridian? Nope. Oh. <laughs> so there was only, I guess, a slight. I think it was old Key West maybe Fort Wilderness might have oh, okay. been. Okay. That was probably And new. there was another one that I thought. I can't remember. Uh, no, I think it was just, just Fort Wilderness and. Um, when was the yacht club being built? Same time. No, the yacht club was, was already there yeah. with the beach club. Correct. So these are the villas we're talking about. Correct. So that's when she said, "You have to go to the beach. You have to get into this and get into it now." That's exactly correct. Okay, and how does how did that work? What was the the again? We can talk numbers. One. Um, older now it doesn't really matter <laughs> it doesn't matter because it's probably double what it was it's when more you than double when you signed up what did the system look like for those who don't know what i mean what it currently looks like we can we'll get into because you you recently last couple years bought into more points what do you mean by the what the system like what looks like? what did the, what was a point system like back then the per night or how many points like what how does the process of purchasing points the, the what way, is that? When I purchased points in 2002, I asked, we asked, and what most people will ask is, um, how many points do I need to stay at for a week? So mm. it's usually based on seven. And when you talk about weeks, you talk about, this is very important. Yeah. When you talk about weeks, you're talking about seven nights. Not five. No. Not business days. No. Because people talking... have said to me before, like, how much does a week cost? We're going for five days. And right. I, I've said to people, that's not a week in Disney right. terms. Right. There is no. Seven days, six nights. And with that's most time, with most timeshares, that's the way it is right. also. Okay. And like, if you're going to go to um, uh, North Carolina for a week, it's seven nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Carolina, meaning um, 
Outer Banks. The Outer Banks. Okay, like yeah. when people rent, when most people rent, they rent from Saturday to Saturday. Mm-hmm. So you include the Saturday that you get there, and then you stay Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and, and you leave, leave Saturday. Saturday. So it's always based on seven nights. Okay. So to make a long story short, I asked how many points it's going to take to get us um, a week every year. And when the uh, basically Carol Ann told us 150 points will get you a studio that sleeps four. And again, at the time, there was... Three of us. Um, no, all four. 2002. 2002. Zach it was, was about to be, in 2001. Yeah, it was about so to be four. Back then, I just needed a, a studio at that same point. Mm-hmm. At that point. So it was 150 points. And it usually, in answer to your other question, was ranging around 20 or 21 points a night. Mm-hmm. So multiply 21 or 22 or even 20 times 7, and 150 was enough. So that's how I started. And it was $75 a point. Wow. So you okay. multiply that by 150, and that's the total. Okay. And you have to put, um, I, I still think it's the same. Wow. you got to put 20% down, and then you finance the rest over a 10-year period. Jeez. Okay, so when you get the points, you got these points, like you said, sight unseen for the beach club. I never even, I, I purchased the points, and I was going completely on her word. So then when she said that to you... And I, she dealt... Sorry. It's okay. And she dealt with my brother. <laughs> okay. And I trust my brother. Right. So my brother wouldn't steer me wrong. Right. So that's what, how that came up. Now, when you get these points sight unseen, when were you able to book a vacation? It's changed. Okay. Because it used to be, as far as I remember, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I hope I'm right because I do a show on Disney. It used to be you book your vacation six months out. Now you can't. You can do it a year in advance. Yeah, if that's your home resort. So, but back then when it was your home, that. it would you could still Beach do it Club a year. Eleven months. Oh, eleven months. Okay, it's still the same. All right. So, how did that work? If you want, if you got your points and the, so, the place wasn't even built yet, it depends on when you're when you buy. So we bought in March, okay, of two thousand two. So March, for the rest of my life, became my use year. <laughs> so every March. The points go into, we get our points. Okay. So between March and March of that year, you have to use your points. Okay. Whatever you don't use, you have to bank. Okay, so... Every Basically, March I get points. So you, you, what you can say is to people is don't worry about if, you, if you're just getting into the vacation club, it's okay to skip a year. Because if yes. you don't lose points, it's, it it's, just banks. Correct. Well, you have to bank them. Right. And the thing about banking is, are you getting into this later or no? You can get into a banking. The thing fine. about banking is it's a final transaction. Oh, okay. There is no canceling. There is no turning back. Once you bank your points, you are telling Disney you're not using them this year. But by my use year, but my use month of the following year, I have to book a vacation. Oh, so basically, so if only you don't book March of 2019, you're telling Disney, look, March 2019, I'm not playing on a vacation this year. Disney's saying to you, okay, as long as you book one by March 2020. You have X amount of, well, it all depends. You have X amount of time to, you have X amount of time to uh, book them. I'm not exactly sure of the rules on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, bank them. Okay. You have X amount of time to bank them. 
they not you not they don't they give you plenty of time to make your decision because they want you to book. Of course they want you to book. Yeah. Um. Okay. So and then the monthly payments you have the dues and what was the other one maintenance the loan the loan so it's dues and the loan what does the dues, the dues never pay go for away. right the dues pay for um the dues are basically for lack of a better term the maid service. Okay, makes sense. Um, basically, for lack of a better term, but you when you go to a, a vacation club resort, mm-hmm. you only get maid service once on a Tuesday. Right. They give you towels, and yeah. that's it. The, your dues are supposed to pay for the upkeep of that villa for the week. Okay, that makes sense. For the week that you're there. And the loan is basically what you haven't paid. The loan like is any the, other like car, like just you said. Like a car loan. Like yeah. a car loan. Yeah, okay. The, the, the thing about it is there's no interest. All right, so we'll get, which is Unless that's phenomenal. changed. It's okay. 10 years, interest free. And you've already paid off and one set of loans. I paid off two. <laughs> two. I only have one more. Oh. <laughs> and the other thing that people need to know, it's very, very important. It does not go on your, it used to not. And obviously it still doesn't. It does not go in your credit report. Hmm. You almost wish it kind of does in a way. No, I mean, that's, it could help you. No, you don't want everybody knowing that oh, you have but, property somewhere. Right. Because okay. you actually own a physical deed to it. That is true. Okay. okay. Um, so we'll get into later about adding points. So now to go into your experience, because I, I do want to talk about being a DVC member. Okay. Um, from all the years of, of us staying, and look, guys, I've been very blessed. Um, you know, I, it's... I've been going to Disney almost every single year since 1996. So every every year since I was 10 years old, nine years old, I've been going to Disney World. So <clears throat> when I when I say that, my dad's answers might not be exactly what you want to hear, <laughs> but this comes from somebody who had to haul around four kids for 20 years in Disney World on a vacation. However, it did help staying where we were staying. So. Compare your experience pre-DVC to maybe the first couple years, like, you know, the honeymoon years of post-DVC. Okay, that's a good question. Um, the, I know. The, in 1996, like I said, from 1996 to 2002... Was we, a nightmare. We stayed at what was called the Value Resorts. I love, I yes. mean... There, there wasn't really. You, you had your value. You had your value resorts. You had your um, moderate, moderate, and then you had your deluxe. Mm-hmm. So we were never in the. I mean, it, back then, even before the vacation club was in existence, or as it was being initiated, the, in the, the value Disney were people. the most popular. Well, the value, obviously, you could stay, and the the thing about it, you have to understand, staying inside the Disney World park was very, very important. Absolutely, because of free transportation. Mm-hmm. What that does is, and a lot of people don't understand that, is it alleviates you from having to rent a car. Right. So you go to Disney World and you stay outside the park, unless you're close, you're 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 gonna have to drive to it. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna have to pay for parking and fight traffic. Right. So we stayed at the value resorts. We thought it was the best move to make to stay inside. It was and, super convenient. Um, it was convenient. You had the busing system. You had the food court. But, the, but you had the food court. But the thing about it is, and I'm sure you know what it a nightmare is it was very, very crowded. Awful. I mean it, it was the the to get to get to your buses you dreaded the end of a night in magic kingdom correct you dread because you were about four or five buses behind yeah because everybody was and and at one point people don't even know this 
that um, you had the all-star sports, you had the all-star music, you had the all-star movies. Mm-hmm. They were all combined into one bus stop. Yeah. Obviously, that has changed mm-hmm. over the last few years. They all, Every resort has their own bus. Mm-hmm. That's changed. But back then, we were saying, oh, my God, there's got to be It used to way. say... All-Star Resorts. It never yeah. said All-Star Sports. All-Star. No. Now it does. And you but didn't. It forced you not to want to stay in the parks. That's true. Until closing. Oh no, no, absolutely not. So, people missed out on stuff. But if you wanted to stay for the fireworks, or you wanted to stay for the electric light parade, or you wanted to stay for whatever uh, case there was, you'd have to stay. And then yeah. you'd have to be. I had strollers and stuff like that. So we. Yeah. So from 1996 to 2002, um, you know, we went every year. I was going to say unfortunately, but I don't want to. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. We went Just every year. Just let you know, I ripped Disney on this as well. Okay. We, so we, 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 they're not perfection. So crowds, you, you can the, say the, it. The crowds were bad and, yeah. you know, and um, the, the vacation club. Um, Carol Ann had, had told us when we started in 2002 talking to her about it was like you know this is brand new these they're only going to have X amount of them of rooms and mm-hmm. villas so it's never going to be overcrowded and she's pretty much been true even though we stay at the beach club in the middle of the summer it's still not overly to the point where like the all-star resorts used to be no because so, and, and i say this all the time and my wife who's now been there a few times with us at the beach club you know it's one of the only places i mean it, it's stupid but you you can walk around the beach club like you own the place mm-hmm. like I, I don't mean that in a in a cocky way i mean i can walk around barefoot all over the resort anytime I want walk around and I still feel like I'm not being hounded by people yeah and you, you it's a comfort it's almost like walking on the beach on like a fall day or somewhere at nighttime where it's not that crowded yeah buddy but not it, yet it's crowded but people are so spread out right the, the resort is pretty and the pool is the biggest pool in Disney property it is so it's your everybody spreads out yeah and then and, and to help people understand also that those who don't know the Beach Club, which could be a lot of you, obviously, is it's considered an Epcot resort. Correct. It's um, You walk to, I forget, what's the entrance there that we walk into? What's that called? Where the Rose and Crown Pub is. Where the Rose and Crown Pub. I forget, oh, um, I forget what that Epcot entrance is called. But Something I, uh, I forget. Kyle knows. Kyle will, will tell us when, when we record that aspect forget, of the show. I'll remember it. So... You basically is Gateways. International Gateway. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, because you walk into World Showcase. You walk up yep. into the bridge mm-hmm. where the United Kingdom's on your left. And if you go over the bridge on your you're right, in you're in France. Correct. So, yes, International Gateway. Um, it's so perfect because you can you can have good foods because you're actually walking into Epcot from the Beach Club where all the really good food is. If you right. want to get a beer, there's the Rose and Crown Pub. Um, if you want to go right over the bridge, one, if you want to sit on the bridge for fireworks, it's perfect, even for photo opportunities. You don't have to worry about... The thing about Epcot is, as whoever's listening, eventually, no matter what your park is, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Disney Studios, as you get a little older and you start to go down a little bit more often and as your kids get to get older, you Epcot... Well, winds up being your favorite 
park. Absolutely. No matter what, you know, the Star Wars, I don't get into Star Wars, mm-hmm. Chris does. All the Star Wars, the Toy Story attractions, they're all great. You see them once, but then everybody winds up loving the World Showcase and Epcot because there's so much culture there. Mm-hmm. There's obviously alcohol. Alcohol. And great food. And the, and the, mostly all your good food is in Epcot. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I'm bringing that up, you want to try to stay. If you want to become a Disney Vacation Club, you want to ask your agent uh, about the Epcot resorts. And you want to try to be close to Epcot. If, if Whether you believe that or not, mm-hmm. whether you know you guys are have three or four-year-olds and you, you know Magic Kingdom is the main spot you want to be in or Disney Studios for Star Wars is the main spot, eventually... For the long run, don't forget when you sign a contract, it's for forty-five years. <laughs> so don't don't forget my I I joined in two thousand two. Mine don't expire until two thousand and forty-four. And a couple of the other contracts that I bought extra are like two thousand forty-six and two thousand forty-eight. Mm-hmm. So the thing about it is, your kids are going to be in their twenties and thirties by the time this is done, and you want to be in a spot where everybody can enjoy it eventually. In Epcot, it will wind up being your number one uh, park. Oh, for sure. So we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get more into um, my dad's experiences after becoming a DVC member, what he does and doesn't like. Um, Are there really that many perks and advantages to being a DVC member? Uh, We'll touch on that, and then we'll touch into the marketplace, and then we'll wrap things up. So uh, this is the Disney Happy Hour with Chris and Kyle. I am Christy Francesco. If you want to uh, follow us on the social media, I am on the Twitter at CDFran24. Thank you guys so much. I mean, my followers have gone up about 250 in the last, like, two and a half weeks, which is great. So I really appreciate uh, the connection uh, that I'm getting with you guys. Um, So we'll be right back in just a couple seconds after this commercial. Welcome back, Disney Happy Hour. I am Chris with my dad here, Ed, who's already given us so much time um, about being a DVC member, how he got into it, what some perks are. Um, what he you touched upon right before we went to a break was you ultimately, if, you, if you're going to be in DVC, you want to go to the most convenient, not only that, but the, the best spot for you if you're just like you and your spouse or even if you have kids. Um, the, the beach club is great. The yacht club is beautiful. I personally have stayed at the boardwalk a couple times. And I, I think the boardwalk is beautiful. I've stayed there. You actually were really impressed with it. Mom only has her eyes on beach club forever and always. But you have even said you really enjoyed boardwalk. And I really did too. The only thing that doesn't compare is the pool, but nothing does. Right. Um, and uh, I've stayed at Animal Kingdom. I've stayed at Old. Key, I've, I've stayed at the Animal mm-hmm. Kingdom Lodge. I've stayed at Old Key West. We we both um, haven't stayed at the really one that we want to. It's Polynesian, which I really want to stay right. at. Um, eventually, we'll see how that goes. But uh, so in your case, what have been maybe your what's been your favorite part about being a DV? Is there anything that you look at being a DVC member that you enjoy? Like, what are the perks that you have that you know? Maybe like you in the beginning, are there significant perks to being a DVC member? Excluding taking the resort that we're at out of the equation? That's tough because part of DVC is not having to pay $800 a night to stay 
I mean, I, you pay I, for it every month. Right. But well, that you pay the, 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 all right, let me explain. The rooms that we stay at, even if you get a studio, is $550 a night. Yeah. Um, if you get a one-bedroom or a two-bedroom villa, they're $750 a night if you pay cash for them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I have points, so I wouldn't have to pay cash. Right. Um, I would use my points accordingly to get those rooms. Um the I the, the the perk is you're staying in a um you you're staying in a deluxe resort mm-hmm. with where the accommodations are above the value resorts. Yes. Um the pool is above I'll try to exclude the beach club out and tell you what the perks are. Mm-hmm. So the the pools are usually a lot nicer. Mm-hmm. Um they have more theme to them. Um for instance, the boardwalk has a slide. The beach club has a slide. The Polynesian has a slide. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm, I think the um, the Grand Floridian pool has a slide. Mm-hmm. And they have more themes to them, and they're bigger. Um, the value resorts, when you're not a vacation club member, are just like a rectangular flat pool mm-hmm. with maybe a fountain in the middle of it. it. I mean, if you're going for ambiance or whatever the case may be, that's why you would go to the deluxe resorts. Um, mm-hmm. And the privacy as, too. Yes, at, at, a, at a deluxe resort, you have privacy. You have more more privacy than than normal. Like there's a couple times, the times I haven't gone with you to Disney, you've have video called me from the pool room. Oh yeah, and you could have been in there for an hour or two, and no one walks in. Yeah, some of the well, see some of the resorts that the Vacation Club is part of, like Chris just mentioned, for instance, in the Beach Club and the Yacht Club, they have pool, they have private pool rooms, pool meaning like playing pool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the back pool is after like ten o'clock a, at night. You can be in a jacuzzi for hours. No yeah, one bothers they you. Have, I, they have they have back pools. Mm-hmm. Now I'm sure some of the value resorts have stuff like that, but um, you know, as far as you know privacy and maybe quietness as far as that's concerned that's a big perk of the deluxe resorts Mm -hmm. as far as the perks of being a vacation club member there's not many okay you get no um you get no discounts on park tickets you get no discounts on anything the only discounts that you get is there are certain restaurants in disney world that um, give you there are certain restaurants that you can use your vacation club card and get a 10% discount or sometimes 20 mm-hmm. um, depending on the restaurant off your meal um, but when you see things on TV where you stay at Disney and eat for free that's not available to if you become a Disney no, vacation you get club none member, of that special stuff all of those perks are com- you're completely excluded out mm-hmm. so I call and I ask why and I get because you're staying at a deluxe resort and you've bought that you that purchase that you made was you know if you multiply $750 a night times um seven nights it's a what 55 it's close to six thousand dollars yeah and it um all i do is use my points for that six thousand mm-hmm. and i might have paid i paid twelve thousand dollars total for my first hundred and fifty mm-hmm. so that paid in, in disney's eyes um that paid for itself within two or three years mm. so okay. of vacations okay so we don't we're not entitled to any perks okay so so I, I have to, I'm answering it honestly. No, that's for sure. So is there a dis? So that would be considered no perk and a disadvantage of being a DVC member, right? 
Uh, well, yeah, I would definitely say it's a disadvantage. I mean, especially with somebody at the time that had four kids. There's no doubt it was a disadvantage. You weren't able to have... I mean, I'm sure, for those of you who don't know my dad, a lot of my friends do, and they adore him to the death because of this. And I think it's great. I don't mean this as a slight because I think it's hilarious. If my dad was able to acquire free dining... For a long time, you bet your bottom dollar we would have been going to Disney during those periods of time that, when there was a week full of free dining. That well, yeah, because that's uh, a but it's gigantic. It's perk. a massive. It's a yeah. massive saving. Yeah, we're not. You know, we're not. Yeah, it's a hundred. I'm not going to deny it, and I'm sure everybody listening wouldn't deny it. But for sure, when you become a if making a decision to become a family to become a vacation club member, you. You also forego everything. You forego your right to those kind of uh, deals. Right. So now you have been in this now for 18 years going on, 2002. Um, What year did you decide um, to add add points? And how did that work? Because it's not with Beach Club. Well, once you become a Vacation Club member, you get get, – you get literature in the mail maybe once every couple months. It's called the Disney Magazine. Okay. I don't know if non-Vacation Club members get that, but it's a little magazine that comes out. And one one year we got it for the Saratoga Springs, which is new. Mm-hmm. Newer. Um, newer. Yeah. And I think it was 2010. It had to have been because I was still a previous employer and I, would, I remember – Helping pay for that, so it it had to have been even before that. I just don't remember the exact year, and I don't want to hold myself to. I'm it. I'm gonna say around 2008, 2009. I think it was right before 2010. It had to have been. It was somewhere in that range. I got a. a so thing was Saratoga Springs built, or just being built? It was just being built. Okay. And you got. Um, they gave you. I think I bought. If you bought 110 points, I don't know how they came up with that figure. They gave you a free 100 points to use within that use year. Okay. So it was, they basically, I signed up and got 210 points in one shot. And I forget how much it was per point. Um, now, I just, I just, it wasn't that expensive, as expensive. I, I just forget. I don't want to. But that's the reason why I bought the Saratoga was we were looking to get more points. Our family was getting bigger, and you can only fit four people technically at that time. You can fit five now. Technically at that time, you can only fit four in a room. Mm -hmm. So our family was getting bigger, you know, and um, people were getting bigger. People wanted to take their friends down and stuff like that. So I needed to get more points to get a bigger room. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what we did. So then I added on. So when they do that, how come is there any penalty to using Saratoga points to stay at another di- uh, at the beach club? Correct. Um, well, when your home resort, which is the Disney Beach Club, yeah, you can book a room eleven months in advance. Okay. Because it and you're using those points, and you are booking it using those points. You can use those points eleven months in advance. When you when you add on at a different resort you are only allowed to use those points in a seven month window Mm. so between 11 months and seven months in those four months you could have a chance of losing availability at the resort okay you're stuck so i only i have 200 points at the beach club 150 plus you 
you were going to get into the third time I added on. <laughs> yeah. I have 200 points that I could use for the beach club, and I could use those 200 and book 11 months in advance. Wow, okay. If I need more than 200 and I have to use Saratoga Springs points, I can only book seven months in advance with those 110 points. It's a big disadvantage, but... Yeah, you're right. If I'm staying at Saratoga with those 110 points... If I'm using only Saratoga, I can use I can stay a lot I can book eleven months in advance. You have to use the points that are associated with your resort. Okay. Now before we get into some rapid fire here as we close out the interview with you, I don't want to keep you here too too long. I mean we could talk for hours because my gosh, you've seen and done it all there. Um, you were even there for the 25th anniversary. We're already approaching the 50th anniversary. Was you it? were there when it had that ugly cake, candy, cake, that cake candy, candy cake, castle, cake castle. Yeah, <laughs> oh, pink. So bad. Yeah, I'm sure I have pictures. You of do. I, I've seen it. Do it's, I? Yeah, it's so okay. bad. Um, all right. So before we get into some rapid fire questions, I'm going to have with you your overall opinion on being a DVC member. Is it worth? Has it been worth it to you? Do you recommend it? Your thoughts on the beach club? Um, go, like, well, my you know. overall thoughts on my over. If if I was had a gun to my head, uh, I would I would become a vacation club member. Okay. I mean, the perks are not there, and I will admit it. But you know, once you've stayed at the Value Resorts for six, seven years in a row, you want some. I I always said. And we always said that you're not really in the room that much. It's true. But believe it or not, um, as you go to Disney more and more, and you start to see things more and more, Mm -hmm. and when you go down, you don't have to see every single solitary thing because you've already done that. Mm -hmm. You want to have relaxation time. For sure. And you want when... You stay at a deluxe resort, your relaxation time is is a lot better staying at a deluxe resort than at a value resort. No, I So the room does become a little bit more important to you, and the accommodations become a little bit more important to you, as you don't have to go down there and go into a park at 8 a.m. and stay till 10 p.m. to see everything. That's true. Which we obviously don't have to do that anymore. Um... Was there you your thoughts on the your thoughts on the beach club? The beach club, um, I I I've stated you know all you know I stated years. all star music movies yeah. sports. Um, I stated the old Key West. I stated Animal Kingdom. I've stated Boardwalk. Um, I can just say that the beach club, as far as it's it's our it's like our home away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, they just did some renovations to it. They're constantly upgrading it. Um, the pool second to none. Although it's when you go in July, <laughs> the pool's not refreshing. Listen, nothing is nothing, nothing is refreshing in no July, pools Florida. Down at Disney that are refreshing. But um, <laughs> you know, it could just be the fact that I'm used to it. Also, that's true. But um, the 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 biggest thing about the Beach Club is the area. Yeah. You're also, it you know, it's the biggest thing. It's the the board. You, you can walk to Epcot. Technically, it's a ten minute walk to Disney Studios. About a mile, a boat ride. Yeah, you take the boat to Disney Studios. You can take a boat to Epcot. You can walk to Epcot. You also have the boardwalk, mm-hmm. um, which you can you, at ESPN Club. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the center. It's the main. You can rent boats there because we're 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 attached to the yacht club. Um, I think I took you. What is it called? Um, 
jet skiing. Oh, yeah. They don't go fast like no. regular jet skis. But you can but go. We, we went jet skiing yeah. there. And um, basically, the beach club's number one asset is its proximity to um, the boardwalk, Epcot, and, and Hollywood Disney Studios. Studios. And the cool thing is... And, and you the, don't have to fight crowds for that. You have to fight zero crowds. Right. Um, which is... here. Here's another thing that people don't get in terms of transportation. Technically, you could also go from the beach club into Epcot and take a monorail to Magic Kingdom, correct? Yeah. Yes. So you don't have to wait for a bus. Technically. Which is... Not it's a, big a lot deal. of work. It's a lot of work if you want to go through, but you could do that too. When, when you stay at a, uh, when you stay at say that, when you stay at Epcot, I mean, when you stay at the Boardwalk or the Beach Club or the Yacht Club, you, anything that you want to do in Epcot, you can do right up until the very end and just walk right out of there. Yep. And not have to worry about any kind of transportation. No issues. It's a yep. very very big thing that uh, a lot of people like about that. Awesome. And. Um, all right, so here we go. Rapid fire questions, and we'll get you on again some other time for sure. Um, here we go. Rapid fire questions. Your favorite park? Epcot. Your favorite attraction in Disney World? Attraction. It's which is not a. Uh, I guess I don't know if you can call it a ride, but what's your favorite attraction? Um, well, it used to be American Idol. Yes, that was awesome. Not, but uh, I guess. Um, that is no longer. Um, my can I say Space Mountain? Yeah, I guess. Or That's a roller wanna... coaster. Okay, so you're looking for an attraction. Like an attraction could be, gosh, you can even say like Pirates of the Caribbean is an attraction. Haunted Mansion, The Lion King show is an attraction. Uh, um, Fantasmic is an attraction. Uh, probably, <laughs> pro- you know what, you know what, my. I'll tell you what my favorite attraction is, and I just did it. It's standing on Main Street. In Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. and watching that castle light up in the fireworks. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, I agree. Okay. So the fireworks show is probably your for favorite Magic attraction. Kingdom, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, your favorite time, your favorite season to go to Disney because you've been there for all of them. We've been there for every season. Christmas. Okay. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, for because of the because of uh, Christmas is our favorite holiday, yeah. which is mostly everybody's favorite yeah. holiday. But the other thing is too, it's the weather. Mm-hmm. It's a great weather, and if you time your Disney vacation in December, um, you get to see uh, you get to see it all all for Christmas. But if you time it when the kids are still in school for the first couple of weeks of December, it's not that crowded. Right. No, you're right. All right. Favorite roller coaster? Space Mountain. Over rock and roller coaster? Yes. Wow. Very nice. Your favorite fireworks show? I just I just did rock and roller coaster. Yeah. And it banged my head back and forth, <laughs> left and right. I wanted to punch it. But it's still a great ride. That's great. Favorite what? Uh, fireworks show and all the times you've been there. Because uh, they got they had wishes forever. That's that's now gone. That's happily ever after. Illuminations is now gone. Yeah. You haven't seen the new one yet, obviously, but. Um, I mean, Fantasmic, I guess you can consider also a nighttime show. Yeah, it's, it's a fireworks show. Pro- I, 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 we very rarely saw any of the fireworks at Disney Studios before they did Fantasmic mm-hmm. and after. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really stayed for them, but uh, probably uh, it's got to be, it's Magic Kingdom's fireworks yeah. are the best. 
Which is a great. Okay, last question. This is something Kyle and I like to do. At the end of every show, we try to figure out, remember a, a certain specific memory that we had in Disney. And Kyle had his. And my first one, we started this last week. Um, I remember how amazing it was. I think when Brad or Zach was born, when we were able to legitimately hammer the rule book of Disney with Baby Swap, where he would go and ride. <laughs> You don't remember being remember able to just it, go on Thunder Mountain like five or six in a row? I didn't think you would remember. Oh, my God. That was not there having was... to wait for a line. They don't do it that way anymore. You literally would just wait on the other side yeah. as the exit, and they would just walk you on, and you would just switch and Mom switch and switch. Mom figures out ways of getting oh, it done. Yeah, I know. So, um, I think one of my, I guess, um, I, I think it was you. It was you. I don't think it was Brad. Was it you who used to run away from us and Brad. run up to the water Brad fountain? Brad and Epcot tried to run in the gate of the water fountain at Epcot. I think that was... One of the- I don't know why. <laughs> there's, there's other memories used... Uh, mm-hmm. The, um... That was pro- that, what he's talking about. Was we were in Epcot one day, and he might remember it more than I did. And they, they have a beautiful water, uh, water. Uh, yeah, it's a big water it? fountain. It's a water show. Fountain. It's a water it's show. A water show. Yeah. And I don't know. We were sitting there, and then at one point, um, I, I have four kids, and the third. We, we, I have them numbered. Chris is one, Lawrence two, <laughs> Brad's three. Number three got away from us and went over to. Uh, we thought he, he tried to jump into the show. Yeah, so, I know. And you know, over, he wanted to get over the railing and into the show, and that's that's one of the memories I had. There's um, my favorite one for me is. I mean, I remember. I'm going to remember now is things that you're you're you figure out your parents just don't remember off the top of their heads my mom and dad renewed their wedding vows of course a couple years ago and and i remarried them right so that i forgot about i'm sorry of course my dad's first memory (laughs) is brad yeah (laughs) so i had um yeah we um it it um we ate dinner at the yacht club there's a restaurant inside the yacht club and uh the yachtsman steakhouse the yacht we didn't eat at the yachtsman steakhouse oh capital grill captain's grill Captain's which is now it, refurbished. Was it yeah. the Captain's Grill yes. and we and we renewed our vows on the beach mm-hmm. and Chris did the ceremony there. So and all the whole And mom had no there. idea. And it, we kept it I knew and we kept it a secret from my wife. And one of the was, first day, one of the only times mom has ever not figured something just out. Just to let you know a little history behind that also. Just for I inquired about the possibility of, of having the actual ceremony done down there and not having anything to do with us, like <laughs> to surprise her and have Disney do it for a for a bottle of wine, two glasses, and they would bring out one of those fake altars. It was $10,000 just oh for that. Oh, my gosh. No food, no nothing. So obviously, if you, any of you guys are thinking about doing that. Don't. Just ask, <laughs> just do not do it. Well, I, and if I remember correctly, I think there's a photographer that my wife, that Morgan and I, the one, the photographer we use for our engagement photos, I they think can, she was there. Yeah. And, and Lauren, her name's you, Candy. She's incredible. Yeah, there's, there's a, we, we did, I think my daughter, my daughter, did Lauren, I forget who, did Lauren cover, you guys no, covered we all, that too? No, we all cover. yeah. I think everybody chipped in. We pitched in. in on that one. Everybody pitched in and uh, got us uh, beautiful pictures from the photographer yeah. that was down there. So. so that was really cool. That was a great memory. I mean, I have a thousand memories down there. Yeah. Probably some that I shouldn't say, you know, on here as far as. 
Yeah. Different things that I've done at the vacation club. To <laughs> That's good stuff. Favorite? Make... Last question? Yep. Yeah, no, I Don't worry, I know. There's ones I will bring that up later on in the show <laughs> as well. Your favorite country and world showcase? Uh, wow, that's a really good question. Um, my favorite country. Can't be Italy, even though we're Italians, because we've gotten sick from there quite a few times. Well, I was going to say Italy. Wow. But I, uh, Italy is... I probably, thought you liked France a lot. I, France is number one. Okay. That's um, good. I don't know why. There's just something about it. There's has uh, got good food. It's got really, really good food. There's a restaurant back... The, the, the Le Chef de France is there. Yes. And you can sit by the glass and watch. I mean, that is a great thing to sit by that glass and watch everybody walking, walking by and enjoying a meal. Yeah. And, um, and then I, I like Japan. Love Japan. Japan has got some beautiful buildings that people don't even know are there. You got to walk a little bit in the back and you can see it. You can go up on, you can walk up steps and see over Epcot in the back of Japan. There's a lot of really good things. That's why I'm saying Epcot is such a special place. It is. And in Christmas time, each country has a uh, Santa that represents that country and you have to go at different times and they tell you stories mm-hmm. and it's just one of the best times to be down there no i agree well uh yeah. dad thank you so much for oh, taking all this time no out problem. and uh i hope i helped thank you for um not charging me 700 dollars a night for all those years yeah, no over problem. the age of 18 no problem <laughs> um and hopefully you know and i there did you ever tell the story of the time that you got mad that we were Disney Vacation Club nah, members? No, that's another story for another time. Say it? I know I will. Make I'll sure get to that eventually. That um, and I'll definitely get to that eventually. But um, no, um, thank you so much. Um, all right, guys. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up. We're going to talk about, we're going to go into our next World Showcase feature, which is going to be United Kingdom. Uh, Kyle and his illustrious fiance, Caitlin, is going to talk about that with us because Caitlin actually lived in uh london and and lived in europe for six months i think maybe even longer than that so she's gonna really try to let you guys know that how legitimate or illegitimate the whole entire um production or um uh, of, what, of what they give us in United Kingdom and World Showcase um, is legitimate or not. So we're looking forward to that. Thank you to my dad. Um, we're going to take a break and wrap things up on the other side. This is the Disney Happy Hour. You can listen to us on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys listen to podcasts, you type in Disney Happy Hour, and we're right there. So very much and very thankful for all the the turnout that we've had. Um, it's amazing how many people will actually listen to nothing but Disney. It's amazing. Um, but thank you very much, and I will talk to you all on the other side. Welcome back, Disney Happy Hour, Chris and Kyle. Uh, and today it's Chris, Kyle, Caitlin. Um, Caitlin, how are you? I'm great. Awesome. Um, thank you so much to my dad. That was an awesome interview. Well, just about 40 minutes or so, a little bit maybe over that. I uh, really hope you guys get a lot out of that. So um, definitely send us feedback on, on what you believe. Um, you enjoyed that interview. We're going to try to do that more often with different 
kinds of people in terms of what they do or or what they are very knowledgeable of. Uh, I do want to get somebody on that that can talk to us about the cruise line. Uh, that's yeah, very big. That. Yeah, I mean that's that's really big because right now the, the the one aspect of Disney that gets a ton of good publicity is a Disney Cruise Line. Well, isn't I think Disney Cruise Line like year after year is ranked the number one yeah. cruise line worldwide or something like yeah. that. Like it's always winning top awards. I mean, it better if it's like twelve thousand dollars to go on a vacation. It's insanely expensive. Yeah, it's a lot more money than going to Disney World. <laughs> it is, but everything's all included. That's correct. Um, all right, Caitlin, we are here to talk about World Showcase and the United Kingdom Pavilion. So like I, I said at the top of the show is that you studied abroad or studied? Is it you did study mm-hmm. it, right? Abroad for three to four months. Where did you stay? Where were you located? Um, I studied abroad in England and I was about 30 minutes by train outside of London. So mm. it was more of a suburban area. Did you have a good time? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Is there somewhere you want, you're going to go back? I definitely want to go back. I wanted to go back right after I came home. <laughs> yeah, she wanted to like desperately come home, but then as soon as she got here, she's like, "All right, time <laughs> let's to go. go back next month." Like, let's go back. Uh, Kyle, you went over there for a little bit. Yes. What were you? What was your thought? Was that the first time you were over there, or no? Uh, yes. Yep. That was my first and only time to Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole experience is really cool. I loved it. Um, obviously, did not have the same experience as Caitlin. I know she also got to venture to Scotland and Ireland. As as well while over there um well i was obviously limited to just england um <laughs> yes but yeah i mean we saw several different towns obviously including london and mm-hmm. some other suburban towns as well very cool all right so this segues into our topic here uh last week we discussed canada and this week is the uk um caitlin um fire away like what were your thoughts i, I guess when you went to disney with kyle that was not too far removed from about, you. About a year. About a year. So yeah, a year after. pretty fresh in your mind, things that you saw, things that you were around every single day um, uh, overseas. What was your your immediate thoughts? Was it something that you purposely seeked out when you were in that that pavilion in Disney? Like, hmm, let me see what I can maybe pick, pick apart. Or did you go in it expecting... Uh, let's just see how this goes. Uh, kind of a mix of both. Mm-hmm. I was really excited to go to the pavilion so I could kind of see how it compared to England. I mean, obviously England is a whole country and this mm-hmm. is a small little pavilion. But um, one thing I definitely wanted to try was the fish and chips. So ever since going to England, I have become a snob with fish and chips. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to try theirs and they were actually pretty good. Um, I wouldn't say they're to die for or anything like that, but it's a pretty good meal. Um, and you got them, we got them. Rose from, and Crown Pub? No, we got them from Yorkshire County Fish Shop. Nice. So quick isn't it like the credits. same kitchen? Uh, the, the fish and chips are the same. I believe they're made by the same, like you use okay. the same recipe. And okay. Everything. So you can get the fish and chips from Yorkshire County mm-hmm. Chip Shop or Fish Shop, whatever they call it, um, for a quick service credit. Um, and it's the same that you would get from Rose and Crown. Awesome. Okay. And um, that's another thing I wanted to mention. Since we didn't eat inside Rose and Crown, we did peek inside there just to see um, how it compared to an actual British pub. And I thought they did a pretty good job at recreating that um, with the ambiance and everything. Um, and then another thing I was looking at was kind of the architecture while I was there. Um, so while it wasn't exactly 
what the architecture was like where I was staying in the suburban area or in the city of London. Um, I think they did a good job overall of all the different architectural styles that there are in the UK um, and blending it all together into one pavilion. Um, yeah, but isn't like the different big cities in England itself are all different styles too. Like, if correct me if I'm wrong, but like Manchester, I'm sure looks much different than London would look like and stuff like that. And then when you get to Ireland and Scotland, I'm sure they have different types of architecture too. Definitely. Um, I can say Scotland does. I didn't go to Manchester, so I don't know there. Um, and then for Ireland, I was in Dublin, so that's not considered part of the UK, I don't believe. I hmm. think Northern Ireland or like oh, okay. that's part of the UK. But then the actual Ireland that I went to was not part of the UK or okay. something like that. It's separate. Um but Scotland, definitely, I think they have a different architectural style. Um, I was only in Scotland for a long weekend, so not as memorable for me. I mean, I still remember it, but... Mm. So you're talking about, you know, these structures and all these places are thousands of years old. And so, I mean, I remember being in the UK once, not not the actual UK, <laughs> although I do tease people and say that I'm a world traveler. I've been there many times. My passport has been stamped <laughs> many times. Oh, it has. Um, and I remember, I always like to ask questions sometimes if I see someone that works for, for Disney there. And I always say, what was the main thing? I always ask him, what's the main thing that Disney has focused on, do you think, in, in terms of World Showcase? And he said, absolutely, the structures. They try to mimic them the best that they absolutely can. And um, I mean, they all to me look great, especially when you go into China and Japan. Those places look fantastic. Um, so, like you said, you saw the pub, you thought it looked pretty good, like a British pub. What about, like you said, the structures that were on? I guess if you're walking in to that way where the Rose and Crown pub is, it's right across the street. What was your thought of those those structures that they try to mimic? Um, one thing that's really cool is that the one building, it's like a red brick building right across from the Rose and Crown. I think it's a gift shop or mm -hmm. connected to a gift shop. Um, it mimics the Hampton Court Palace, which Kyle and I actually went and toured while we were in England. So that was really cool. Um, it looked, it's like, it looked it's exact. obviously a small scale, yeah. but it looked identical. Wow. That's really cool. I think we even pulled up a picture while we were in there and we were like, wow. That's cool. Um, instantly recognizable for anybody who's been there or knows about the Hampton Court Palace. Um, so that was cool. And then the rest of the buildings, um, not that they're anything specific, or maybe I don't know that there's something specific, but I think that they do, like I said, have a lot of different architectural styles from all over the country that they that they were able to bring in. It's not just one style of building. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I thought it was kind of cool too. I know we went into the gift shop um, and you know, it's, it's something that a lot of people I don't think would pick up on, but when I was in England, a lot of like the interior of places seemed to be like the dark wood and stuff like that in the buildings. I know the gift shop itself had that, like everything was dark wood everywhere. Just everything to me, you know, I was there a lot less than you were. And so my, my sample size in England is a lot smaller, but the interior seemed to be pretty accurate too, from what I remember. Yeah, from what I remember too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I studied abroad in 2016, so that was almost four years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, from what I remember, it's pretty accurate. Um, the one thing that I do wish that they had was Big Ben or some sort of iconic landmark. 
Um, I mean, they may not do that since it's supposed to be the UK and not just necessarily England or London. Um, but I do wish, you know, like the France pavilion has, um, the Eiffel tower. Mm -hmm. I wish that there was something in England or in each pavilion that was instantly recognizable. I feel like they have room to add something in the UK one. If you go right across the street from the crown pub and you, and you go to your right, it's where, I, maybe that's where bathrooms are, but they can move bathrooms. (laughs) That's right where I think where the red, um, phone booth is yep. they have, like, they have okay. like two red f- if you take that out that's pretty good room there you can add a structure you can add something like you said that's a popular piece like the Eiffel Tower or Wait, something like about that along the same size uh, side of the walkway is the yes no no no, no, no. The, across the street from it Okay, because so I was going to say, if you do that, then it's another, you're going to infringe upon the views of right, right. the shows. So, okay. Yeah, it's across, it's across that street. Yeah, where, I think that could work, because yeah, you can I, put one of those phone booths You anywhere. can put them anywhere. You can put yeah. them as soon as you walk in, like, literally, you know, where the alley is, there's an alley back there where the bands play at night, which I love. That's my favorite part of the UK pavilion is the music, because they play the entire, uh, like, Beatles, Rolling Stones. They have really good bands that play back there. Um, uh Back right around that spot. I mean, you could just put those little phone booths there. Who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, to add something that's that's popular, like you said, people can instantly recognize. I think they have some room there. Right. Um, so that's that's a good point. The Eiffel Tower in France, it's just like a background piece. It is. It's, you're right. It's not even something you can go up to and see. It's just mm-hmm. something that they have like behind. When you're the walking across like the bridge, like over the water to go over to France, I think from. The UK, yeah, or yeah. Is it from Morocco, yeah, you no, can it's see. From the, you, you can see. Um, you see it just the in Eiffel the Tower in the like background, above the buildings. Yeah. And for me, I I say at the beach club, there are times depending on where you are at night, you can see the Eiffel Tower above the trees, and it's lit up. Yeah. At nighttime, it's really cool. Um. So, like you said, it's not that big, but where they put it, mm-hmm. and how they put it there, it's so significant. And I think you're right. I think. Adding some kind of architecture there, um, some kind of statement piece, I think would be great for that for that pavilion. I agree because like Caitlin and I have been to England, and you know uh, many people have. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't been to the Hampton Court Palace or something like that, there's not really like an iconic landmark at mm-hmm. the UK Pavilion. Like Big Ben, I mean, I think anybody from anywhere for the most part, will recognize that, you know, you get these, you get these tour groups and stuff from China and stuff like that. They'd still be able to recognize that, um, you know, just some of these palaces and buildings like cool. It, it really gives you the feel of the UK and the architecture really feels, you know, genuine, but you know, but it's not the instant feeling of, okay, this is the UK. Right. Great. Right. It's, it's, there's no iconic landmark there to really tell you, you are now entering the UK. I agree. Even the Hampton Court Palace. Well, yeah, it's great that they were able to mimic that. We only knew what it is because we went and toured that. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's not an iconic landmark. And if you haven't done touristy things in London, you wouldn't even know what it is. Well, I mean, I feel like if they wanted to do something like that, there's even still like other buildings in the UK that might not have been Big Ben, but are still more symbolic than Hampton Court. Like Buckingham Palace? Like the Windsor Castle. I feel like more people would recognize like a picture or something like that of the Windsor Castle. Or Westminster Abbey. Something like that. Like there's a lot of other... um, you know, buildings and stuff like that, like castles, palaces that are not Hampton Court. But again, I don't know if when maybe when they were designing it, they just couldn't figure a way that they would flow as easily with the rest of 
what they had in mind. I because I do like the alley. Um, I love. The I think alley. they do. I think they do a good job. I mean, it's a it's kind of a narrowish alley, um, which is what you would find in England, like a side street type thing. Um, I believe they had the cobblestone and everything like that. So, you know, everything felt pretty genuine to me. But like you said, there's nothing iconic there that really like pulls you and says you're in the UK unless you know you've been there and really know kind of what you're looking at unless mary poppins is walking around <laughs> then we're like oh now i know where we are <laughs> um Speaking go ahead i'm sorry of. oh yeah i mean what else did you have on in terms of what you saw i see the papers in front of you <laughs> it's a lot of writing that so was, uh um, go ahead that was pretty much it for what i had to say about my study abroad piece yeah, yeah. um the other thing i wanted to talk about which i can maybe hand the reins back over to you guys is um the mary poppins attraction mm-hmm. that's that's supposed to be coming to the UK um, pavilion. And there was a lot of uh, misconception about that where people thought it was going to be a ride. Mm -hmm. Um, And from what I read, it's not going to be. It's just going to be Cherry Tree Lane, which is where the Banks house is. I mean, I'm no Mary Poppins expert here, but um, it's just going to be like a street that you can walk down. Um, But a lot of people, when they said at D23, which is where it was announced, Um, they said, oh, Mary Poppins attraction, and people instantly thought, ride. Where's it going to go? Um, like, that's the thing. Where would it go? They is it, it going to be a street that branches off like, of the main alley? It would have to be, because it's not like it's um, Maelstrom or now the Frozen ride. There's where, what building in UK would you be able to fit? Unless you take out the the, the shop, which Disney will certainly not do. Nope. <laughs> Unless you take a shop out, where would you find room to put an attraction? I mean, that's so, it's great if you could, but... I, I can't see where it would fit. So, okay, let me see. All right. Um, all right, okay, see, it, uh, I guess it makes Is sense. Is it going between England and our U- UK and another land? So it says Cherry Tree Lane uh, would start right where the inside existing footprint of the UK pavilion stops curving around to where uh, the bandstand would be right now. Um, the, the space between the World Showcase... The France side of yeah. the UK, correct? Yep, the space between the World Showcase and the back of International Gateway and where the new Skyliner station has room for a show building the size of like Remy... Uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. So it would be around that size, but it's, it's a, a small building. It would be a very, very small attraction unless there's levels to it. But I, I don't know. I think I think you're right. It's not gonna be it's gonna be more like you said, they're gonna they're gonna mimic something from the movie in terms of yeah, like a town, like a small little town. That'd um, be cool though. Yeah, that'd be really no, that's great. That I, I adds think adds another layer to it. It does. And Mary Poppins spans a lot of generations. And I think it also helps bring some Disney back into for that sure. Portion of Epcot. People have been begging for that. Um, and look, it that's just one of the million things that Epcot's going to be. From what I heard, I have a friend that's in Disney now, and he's telling he was in Epcot yesterday and said literally every ten feet there's walls. <laughs> so they're they're going under. I think the biggest transformation in Disney Park history, Epcot. I think they said it's like $190 billion or $290 billion worth of expansion. People have been referring to it as Walcott. <laughs> no, oh, I'm not kidding. Great. That's been like a hashtag that's been going around. People are posting it because like every sight line is obstructed by another wall. 
Um, it's just a mess right now. But you had the fish and chips and you enjoyed them? I did, yeah. Kyle and I shared them. May I one snack credit, I think, or no, quick yeah, service credit. Something. May, may I ask, because I'm not a seafood guy, I've never had fish and chips. So you had fish and chips in Toronto as well, and didn't yes. you say they were really good? They were very good. Not in Toronto. Well, I think yes. we did have them in Toronto, but you the had them multiple places in, in Canada. The best was in Niagara Falls, actually. Wow. Okay. Um, but that was because I think it was just like the luck of the draw with the restaurant, though. Like that was like a locally owned brewery. Yeah, we drove like outside of the tourist area. So yeah. I took an Uber outside of the tourist area mm. um, and went to um, a nice little pub, I guess you would call it. And, it was a brewery. Yeah. And they had good poutine, good fish and chips. Yeah, I thought... Poutine. It's my new favorite word. I thought the, the fish and chips in the UK Pavilion in Disney were pretty good. And Kyle is also not a seafood guy. I mean, lately he's been eating more seafood, such as shrimp and fish and chips. I will eat fish and chips um, because it is typically a much more mild white fish it's not a dark meat mm. fish it doesn't taste fishy right? um yeah it doesn't have a strong fishy taste but on particular um some because some places if you get a lower quality fish and chips they're kind of greasy and you can get some of the fishy aftertaste from it um so those i can't eat it i need it to be like a like a good fried piece of fish um that's not like super oily and stuff like that what kind of fish is fish and chips it varies it's haddock or cod haddock okay yeah haddock and cod are like the two main ones mm. but some fancy places sometimes they'll have like another fish but those are the two i think least expensive and most common fish and you can't really tell the difference between them so kyle on my uh on my fish and chips journey, you've kind of been dragged with me different places. I know we've gone to a few in New Jersey, and mm-hmm. um, like Chris mentioned, when we were in Canada, I had them a few places. So, what did you think comparing those to what we had in England? Or well, you had a bite of mine in England, but um, well, I also had the ones at Kerbisher and right, Mall too. Right. So comparing them to there and all the other places you've been dragged with me, what did you uh, think about them? I think it was high average. Um, I would not put it in like the top tier of fish and chips, but also when you kind of consider what it is, where you are, and, um, you know, as far as dining credits and everything count, like mm-hmm. for, for what you pay for it, I think it was a good value. I mean, you got two, I think it was two br- pretty good sized pieces of fish and fries. Um, they were not super greasy. They did not have a super strong fish taste. Um, the batter was crispy on them. Um, the fish was still moist on the inside, which is really all you're like looking for in a fish and chips. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you can get like a good size meal um, for a, I believe it was a quick service credit just from like a fish, so like a fish stand off to the side. You don't have to go into a fancy restaurant. You get in line. I think we it's like a window, like, right? Yeah, we yeah. waited like two or three minutes. Yeah. Nice. And then we ordered and two or three minutes later, we're getting handed this nice basket mm. of fish and chips. Awesome. Um, so I think just everything considered, um, it was like an average fish and chips with high value though, because you get a good size portion, you know, it doesn't have a strong fish taste. Um, it really gets the job done of considering the fact that you are in Florida portraying like a good fish and chips from the UK. Right. And uh, the chips part is just fries, right? Correct. Right. Yep. Okay, like steak like a, fries? Like a thick cut fry. Oh, they're my favorite kind yep. of fries. Um, what, what did you think? Do you, would you agree with me on what I said I about I agree, them? yeah. The only thing that I wish was done differently, which Kyle and I were talking about before, is along with 
me being a snob about fish and chips, I'm also a snob about tartar sauce. Mm. You have to have a really good tartar sauce to go with it. And they had like the Heinz packets of tartar sauce. Um, so oh, I do wish... Which, it's still not bad. But, yeah. No, but it's not... But when you want special. the experience, you don't want Heinz being tartar part of it. Tartar sauce can also take a average fish and chips to the and next level. It, right. Mm. That's like a big a thing. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't know if maybe inside the Rose and Crown you get actual tartar sauce. Yeah, that might be something that you're paying for. That's a good question, actually. Paying for? Yeah, you're, I mean, you're kind of like paying for an extra. Paying for a condiment sounds <laughs> silly to me. I know. Um, but like tartar sauce is like having a good burger, but you don't have like the right toppings on it. Like right. you get you get other things on a burger and it can make that burger so much better. Mm-hmm. I mean, fried fish is fried fish is fried fish, but you know, having the right condiment to go with it really does make a difference. And you guys went to Disney, was it not the summer, correct? It was no, in September. September. September, so it wasn't no, like July. No. Oh good, because no. I can only imagine how wonderful <laughs> fish and chips and tartar sauce in a hundred and ten degree July uh, day. I mean, no. <laughs> It was, it was only about like 107. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, All right. Yeah, it's great though. That's awesome. Um, Kaylin, you have to stay because you, and I, we're going to finish the show here. Um, so what we do at the end of every show is we give a memory if we can remember them, um, a specific memory of Disney. So I guess I'll start it off. And, and my dad and I kind of talked about it because it was one of his favorite memories. Uh, I think Brad, who's the 21-year-old number three, as my dad said, because he numbers us. So Brad yeah. was number three. Tax, tax refund number three. <laughs> tax <laughs> refund number three. So my dad... Um, what was it? So it was – we were in Epcot and there's a fountain. I'm not even sure. I think they took it away. The big middle fountain um, in, in basically in the middle of the park before you reach World Showcase and then going towards like Soarin', Test Track and all that. They w- it would play like a water fountain show. Um, it was I, I love it. It's right by the Coke shop. Uh, for those who don't know, the the the, the Coke, you know, where you can get nineteen different club, kinds of club cool. Yeah, the disgusting <laughs> kinds of Coca Cola. Oh, they, you mean the club cool that no longer exists? Yes, right, I'm always gonna say club cool yep. because when you used to go in there, they would have like fifty different kinds of Coke. Mm-hmm. Forty eight of them would make you vomit. Do you remember? <laughs> so I don't want to. It was awful. Get off topic. Do you remember when it used to look like an igloo? Yeah, yeah. They had they had a polar bear that yeah, was like it, in the beginning. Recently, it's just been like a shop, <laughs> like a, like a gift shop kind oh, of thing. Oh, no, they give you gifts. <laughs> But then, but back in the day, you had to like walk through like the igloo tunnel. Yes, and it was cool. The, it, was, it was so much better. It was than way one. better. Yeah. yeah. Go on. I'm sorry. It's okay. Just don't let it happen again. So then my <laughs> my brother, they have a gate and it's surrounding it because you know it protects people because a lot of stuff that goes on there, a lot of water and a, a lot of pressure. Brad must have been maybe four, so he was very elusive. So at one point, he's right by my parents' stroller. We're walking. Next thing you know, we turn around. Brad's going in the gate to go into the fountain pool. And like we're like, oh, my gosh. If this thing starts shooting up water, you're going to see like this 25-pound kid shooting up in the air. And that's it for Brad. But everyone got a show. But it was – that was uh that was scary. That was Brad trying to go into the gate and then literally go into the fountain. Um, luckily, I think my dad got over there pretty quick and got him out. But that was that was a memory. That was a long time ago. They were talking almost twenty years ago um, that that happened. So that's I was happy my dad brought that up because I almost forgot about that. I think and, and he is right. My dad said it's on video. We have it on video somewhere on VHS for you young heads. A VHS that doesn't exist anymore. So um, it's a it's like a videotape. So we have so it somewhere. You're telling me that. This four-year-old was crawling towards his death of the fountain, and somebody decided, 
let me record this. <laughs> yes. The person was Ed. Yeah. Yes. And then he realized, it's oh, first, that's not good. His first reaction was like, hold on. I got it. Let me get out camera. the camcorder with this big 18-inch long tape. Correct. Pop it in. Make sure I got enough recording tape on here and watch my son go flying. Absolutely correct. Good for him. Uh, Kyle, go ahead. Yours. Uh, so mine's going to be... Um, it, it's a story with Caitlin and I um, from our last trip. Was that 2017? Yeah. Um, we went to Storytime with Belle. Was in... it 2017? It was. Yeah. No, 2018. 20, it was 2018. We were supposed 20... to go in 2017. Yes, it was 2018. <laughs> it was 2018, you're right. Um, so Storytime with Belle in New Fantasyland in the Magic Kingdom. Um, it was just a cool experience. I, I was not super stoked to be going on. Caitlin's favorite character is Belle. Um, so this was obviously and one of the things for her. Side note, not only Belle, but I love Belle in her yellow dress. And I did research, and that's the only place wow. to see her and take pictures with her in her yellow dress. I love dress. Belle just as Belle. So I, I dragged Kyle there. Continue. <laughs> that's cool. It's my story. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we go through the line and everything. Um, we finally get in. It's it's not an attraction for those of you who haven't been on it. It's a, it is a like a, an interactive show. Have you done it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... We're in the first room. They're going through all the different parts and everything like that. And they said, we need two big, strong knights. Hmm. Guess who's goofy ass got called up there? <laughs> of course they'd call right, you. Of course. I'm the tallest person in the room. <laughs> I'm a knight now. Mm. And if you don't know me, um, I am... Very I'm, strong. I'm, very... Not, I'm not shy with... Um, like my friends and stuff like that, but I do not like being like the center of attention and mm-hmm. getting up in front of people and doing that kind of thing. So I was, I he mean, was I, not happy. <laughs> I, I wasn't, I wasn't angry about it, but I was like, I, I really don't want to be doing this. Mm. But I got up there, I went up, and it ended up being really fun. Um, it was just a cool experience because I got to be up there. I was interacting with the show, but from, you know, my point of view, I was, I was on like the performing side. Yeah. So I got to see all the little kids and their families and how happy they were and watching, you know, mm-hmm. what these kids enjoy. And I got to see, um, when Belle at the end comes out in her yellow dress, uh, I hadn't seen Caitlin like that happy on our <laughs> Disney trip at all. I like, started tearing up. Oh like, my gosh. It's great. Up. Um, because I was in this show when at the end, like everybody gets to take pictures. Excuse you, I was in the show too. Were you a plate? Yes. <laughs> Kyle right. gave, they, uh, they took volunteers at the end. Oh, does anybody else want to be in the show? Oh, right. And I told Kyle you. gave me a death stare. So then I said, I'll be in the show. And then, so then Caitlin, because she was a cast member in the show, was able to get her picture taken with That's Belle. That's the only way to get your picture taken with Belle. Right. To be a cast member. If right. You're not. You have to be a cast member. So Caitlin was like refusing, like, I don't want to do this and i'm like you're gonna be this plate (laughs) and it benefited you it was it it was just so mad it was just like a really uh fun experience that i did not expect to have Mm. um and then you could just see um how happy caitlin was and how much she enjoyed it and that made me really happy i really enjoyed that experience for both of us how cute all right right. that's awesome how what was your story same thing no but after when he started saying that then i was like dang that's a good one okay um one thing is, so the time before 
Kyle and I went to Disney in 2018. The last time I had gone was like 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in like fourth grade at that time. Um, and one thing that sticks out to me, which I can't believe I did now, is my mom got park tickets for every day that we were there. Um, we stayed at like the Nickelodeon Hotel, which is also no longer there now. Wasn't, that um, was pretty far away from Disney, wasn't it? Like a yeah. 50, 20-minute drive, 30-minute drive? So the pool there was great. They had like slides and they had games going on at the pool every day. They had like these slime bucket buckets that they could dump on you um, if you <laughs> played the games and stuff like that. So um, sounds great. My brother. <laughs> all right, but watching the slime on Nickelodeon, did you not always want to be dumped on with slime? No, typically when you got dumped on with slime, that meant you lost. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, anyway. Um, we that's where we stayed and we loved the pool my brother and i loved playing the games and everything so there was one day my mom was like okay so what park do you want to go to today and my brother and i were like can we just stay at the pool (laughs) and she's like um okay and in the back of her head she's like i spent how much money on these tickets and you guys want to stay a lot less than if she did that this year ed would have been like um yeah, we're going to the park. I <laughs> wouldn't have given you an option. No, it's no. Which park are we going to? The pool. Which park? Oh, trust are we me. Going to? Oh my gosh, I could. I, that'll be my story for maybe next show about how awful my dad was growing up at Disney in the so beginning. You, so you chose to stay <laughs> right. at the pool. You chose and the pool. That's one thing that sticks out to me because now after we had just gone back to Disney, I can't believe that I did that. <laughs> number one and number two that my mom would allow that. Oh, well, you did not. It's a nice mom. Cleaning about the walking. <laughs> <laughs> oh so man! So I can't believe you'd want to stay at the pool. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, um, Caitlin, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy night. Thanks for um, having me. Absolutely. You, are you, will you be back? This... No, no. Oh, Excuse okay. you. <laughs> I've been to France. Where yeah, else well, have I been? I've been to Italy. Listen, we have a long time before we get to France and Italy. <laughs> is it France next? France? No, France is last. No, France. No, France is next. next. Why would it be next? Because it's next to the UK. It's across the bridge. Yeah, the little side bridge that goes right over There's to France. There's a tiny little bridge that goes oh, right, right over what, to France. What's going to be last? Mexico. Mexico would be, you're right, sorry. Mexico would be How last. How many times have you Listen, it, when, you, on, when, when you, you travel the world this often, there's a lot of jet lag. All right, well, I'm pretty sure UK and France are in the same time zone, but, you know. Mm. No, no, for me, I've been, I mean. Jet lag. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I'm in the middle, and I'm watching these two go at it across the table. It's great. Um, All right. Now, I want to thank you guys so much. Kyle, thank you. Caitlin, thanks so much. Looking forward to having you back on as well. Um, Thank you to my dad, to... um some may know him very popularly as Expedition Eddie or Uber Eddie. That's, you know, he's got a side business in Disney when he's down there. Um, I can't wait to keep exploiting that. Um, Please, if you see Expedition slash Uber Eddie in the Disney parks, feel free to approach him yes. at any take time. Take pictures. Take pictures. Autograph. Take pictures. He loves autographs. He, does. he loves attention. And he will do anything at your beck and call. He would. He will. T- Especially if you're paying. Especially if there's a cost involved. Um, or if it involves him leaving the park, you know, to go off property and go get you something. Right. He will do it. Absolutely. On call. Um, thank you guys so much. Uh, the response uh, last week two was much bigger than week one. We are so grateful for that. Thank you so much. And we're, we're hoping uh, next week we're going to kind of go down. I don't like talking about that kind of stuff, but I think it's a good idea to do so. Just in case you guys love the show so much, you want to help us out. We're going to go break down how you guys can really help us um, 
make the show bigger than it is uh, through Anchor and, and along those, those avenues. And we'll talk to you more about that next week. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the first two. I hope you guys really enjoy this one. It's a little longer, but guess what? There are places in the world where happy hour can be two to three hours long. So <laughs> there, we kind of left that little uh, part to the imagination of calling ourselves the Disney happy hour because – you know, you go to a happy hour. You're right. Five Disney happy somewhere. hour could be three to five. So this was a pretty good one. They're not always going to be this long, but sometimes it just there's a lot to talk about and good stuff. And this was a lot of fun. So thank you guys so much. Um, for Kyle Higgins, I am Chrissy Francesco, and that is soon to be Caitlin Higgins, which is pretty awesome. Um, so much easier for me to say because I can just say <laughs> Kyle and Caitlin Higgins. It's going to be great. Uh, My last name's not easy to pronounce anyway. How do you pronounce it? Beautis. Oh, I would have really butchered that. I'm so happy I said future. <laughs> I would have butchered that one. Um, all right, guys. I will talk to you all uh, next week, and I'll catch you guys down the road. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>